stopping us right now And there's no stopping us right now And there's no stopping us right now Rocking with you across the USA every Saturday from 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. You are tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel alive on the air for 22, celebrating 22 years, which is blowing my mind. Absolutely amazing how fast this time has gone. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Welcome aboard for the ride of your life as we go full bore, full energy for three solid hours every Saturday. Of course, you're listening to us on XM Satellite Radio Channel 168. And let your friends know if they haven't yet quite signed up. They're on their way to sign up for XM, but they don't have it quite yet. They can listen to us via the Internet worldwide at talkdavid.com. We are proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network, and we're also really happy that you've chosen the time to hang out with us today. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Coming up in a couple minutes, uh, sleep issues. Millions upon millions of people struggle with sleep issues, and we have psychotherapist and author Carrie Nola coming on board with us to talk about the different steps we can take and principles we can follow in order to find a more restful sleep. Doesn't that sound good? You know, if you struggle with sleep, it absolutely messes with everything. It messes with your sex life. It messes with your exercise program. It messes with your ability to make and save money. I swear to God, it does. It messes with your ability to, to, to lose weight. Studies have shown that. The people that struggle with sleep struggle with weight loss for a variety of reasons. But anyway, we'll talk to the expert, Carrie, in a minute with her new book, 44 Holistic Tips for Peaceful Sleep, so that you can finally start to get the sleep that you need, desire, deserve, all of that wrapped up and together in one. And don't forget, along with having all of these incredible experts on the air, you can listen to these shows on archive at talkdavid.com. Just go to talkdavid.com. You can listen to hundreds of our archived XM radio shows to keep you inspired seven days a week. And we also encourage you to like our Facebook page, David Essel Alive. Like it, because every day of the week, multiple times a day, we post videos, book ideas, quotes to help you stay inspired. So join us everywhere. That's what we want, because we are here to serve you. one 800 548-8255. Carrie Nola is a psychotherapist and author of multiple books. Her brand new one that we're going to focus on right now is 44 Holistic Tips for Peaceful Sleep. Carrie, welcome to the program. Hey, Carrie, welcome. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. You are so, so welcome. Hey, what, when we, when we think about the number of people who struggle with sleep, do you have any idea just in the USA what that number might be? How many millions of people? Any clue, Carrie? Uh, it's certainly millions. I- I'm honestly not a numbers person. I'm I'm in the trenches helping the folks with the problems, and I'll tell right. you it's an issue that every single client of mine in my practice has talked to me about at one point or another. Um, it- it's such a-, a struggle across humanity that I think we all have come up for us at one point in our life or another. You know, I can count on my hand. I'm not kidding you. Okay, on both hands, probably. Of all the people I know, I can probably count maybe 10 people 
that sleep deeply, effortlessly every evening. And of the millions of more that I interact with on a weekly basis, it's a tiny fraction. Is that true in your life, too? Absolutely. Both personally and professionally, I would completely agree with that. Yeah. You know, my mentor, who I'm going to have on the show again in a couple weeks, Joe Cerulli, is one of those rare birds who he can fall asleep anywhere. You know, it's like, oh, I have a half an hour. Let me just take a nap. And bam, they're out. Right. I'm so envious of people like that, Carrie. Absolutely. I need to get my, I need to, I hope you can connect us. I want to learn his secrets. Maybe that'll go <laughs> in my next book. <laughs> I abs- I know. You know, it's incredible when you see those people that just never have a, and like, and I myself, and I know that for years, my personal challenges were sleep were due to addictions. And, and so, you know, anyone that drinks regularly or, um, or eat, and I'm going to talk about some of these things in regards to, to your expertise, but, um, especially alcohol. Oh my God, the rebound effect from alcohol, like at two, three, four in the morning, bam, it totally destroys your sleep, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. It's a depressant at first, right? But then there's that after effect where it's got us really, um, yeah, struggling. Yeah. What what are the main causes? Let's go through the main causes, Carrie. The main causes for disruptive sleep cycles would be what? Mainly emotional things. I think it's stress, it's worry, it's the dip, the inability to turn our minds off. It's definitely plugged in with our nutrition, what we're putting in our body. You talked about addiction, so we've got alcohol, drugs, but not even that necessarily, just in terms of, of how we're nourishing our bodies throughout the day, whether it be caffeine, um, are we smoking, uh, carbohydrates, protein, just how are we taking care of ourselves. Also, a lack of exercise can also contribute. So mm. what I like to tell people is all of these factors, if you think about all the things I just said, over 90% of them are within our control. And so it's so empowering to know that we don't necessarily need something outside of ourselves to get healing around this. They're really, if you know what to do and you're willing to take accountability and make a couple of changes in your life, they can have significant benefits in regard to sleep. Now, are there, um, are there different reasons, like if someone has a hard time falling asleep or someone gets up frequently throughout the night, are there different reasons? Like, what would be the main causes that someone might just never be able to fall asleep? You know, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours go by. Are there certain things that you've seen in your practice, Carrie, where that, oh, here's the main culprits that interfere with someone's ability to fall asleep? Definitely. I think one is, is a struggle to turn the mind off. And yes. I think a lot of times we think we just, you know, walk into our room and jump in bed and it's supposed to just happen. But the body needs some preparation. And that's a lot of what I talk about in this book and what I found in supporting people with this issue is creating uh, rituals around sleep, mm. beginning to lower the, the lights in our house, um, being mindful of what kind of media we watch before we go to sleep. Are you trying to fall asleep with the news on in the background or have you just watched it? You know, 10 and 11 o'clock news they're not sharing a lot of great stuff, and that is in our consciousness as we're trying to fall asleep, you know? That's an understatement. I know, right? Right, right, right. I mean, and and, and that's interesting, you know, or people that watch controversial talk shows at that time of night, right, that get you riled up. Yes, Mm. yes. Um, And those are some of those simple things that we might, which is part of our evening ritual that we just do, but as simple as, as taking a half hour before bed and beginning to unwind and turn the lights down and have a cup of, you know, decaffeinated, soothing chamomile tea, taking a shower and rinsing your day off 
and then very mindfully getting into bed with the intention of, of falling asleep and having a good night's sleep. It may sound so simple, but it's those kinds of things that can really decrease some of that struggle and increase our ability to fall asleep more peacefully. What about reading in bed? That's a great question. I think it depends. A lot of this is personal, and that's also what I talk about, is there's not one cookie-cutter method, I think, that works for everybody. It's really about, really about customizing the things that are going to speak to you. And sometimes that's about experimentation, what works and what doesn't. So for reading, depending on how much light you need to read, um, that can be challenging because we do know that research shows that, that light actually has an effect on the melatonin production and the brain, and that can keep us awake. So bright lights with reading can be challenging. But if you're able to read with dim, dim lighting, that could actually support people in falling asleep. Um, and it also may depend on the material that you're reading as well. So being mindful of just trying that out and seeing how do I sleep when I read first and how do I sleep when I don't. I like that. I like that. We're talking to Carrie Nola, who's a psychotherapist and author of multiple books. Her brand new one, 44 Holistic Tips for Peaceful Sleep. Now, you can find out more about Carrie. We're going to go to a break. Come back more with Carrie Nola. Go to pathtogrowth.com. Pathtogrowth.com to find out more about Carrie, her books, her work, everything that she's doing to help this world heal on multiple levels. Sleep is what we're talking about tonight. She does much more as well. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. For more information on us, talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Rocking across the USA every Saturday from 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show. David Essel in the box. Pure positive talk radio. The whole purpose of this program for the past 22 years has been the same. To bring you information, life-changing information, so you can bring your life to the very next level, the very best level, the highest level possible. 1-800-548-8255. My guest, psychotherapist and author, Carrie Nola. Her newest book... 44 Holistic Tips for Peaceful Sleep. Carrie, what do you believe about herbal supplements or the supplements like melatonin to help people to sleep? Give us your feedback on that. I wouldn't call that an expertise of mine. I'd like to leave that to the, you know, to the medical folks with that expertise. But I do think that sometimes those can be helpful. My take on it is, is do what works for you, but... Be open to, to trying things before you go the med route, even if it's herbal or uh, prescription medication. There are a ton of things that can be helpful and, and work before you even have to go that route. And so that's my approach is try the less is more and then escalate as needed depending on, on whether or not you're getting relief. So in the nighttime, when we talk about those rituals, you were mentioning like lowering the, the lights in your house and taking a shower and, and cutting out all of the, the news and the media that, that could be uh, actually creating more energy. What other tips, nighttime tips, would you have for our listeners? 
The other thing, one of my favorites, is called the burden basket. And it may sound simple, but it's actually an old Native American tradition where you take rocks or crystals or any small objects and you give each one a burden to hold that you've been carrying throughout the day. And you would name that burden. So I give up the the burden of that conflict I had with my boss today that's still not resolved, and I allow this to be held while I sleep so I'm not taking it to bed with me. Those are some of the simple things that when we externalize the challenges that we've carried around with us all day, they're held in a separate space, like energetically, they're being stored elsewhere, so they're not coming into the bed with us. Um, Along those same lines, thank you. Thank you. That's one of my favorites. All these things are things that I've personally had success with uh, along with supporting my clients and it's simple but it it can have such a significant impact and you like aromatherapy i know that girl i sure do i sure do (laughs) and i love a good you know everyone everyone's nose is different but for me something like a lavender a chamomile even sometimes peppermint can be can lift people up but it can also be really soothing to the nerves and the and the, the belly um, there's also even certain sleep blends. If you look at different aromatherapy companies, um, they create blends for sleep. And so right. a little bit on the wrists, the temples, your pillow, um, a great support to just get that nervous system calmed down a little bit in supporting your sleep. You know, earlier you'd mentioned chamomile, but there's a ton of different teas, aren't there, that can really help people to relax. Oh, sure. One of my other favorites is lemon balm. I know I have a yes. lemon balm plant in my in my herbal garden, mm. and I just make some fresh lemon balm. It's very refreshing and soothing. It's a great for, um, for anxiety and really mm-hmm. good for depression, too. So it has multiple effects emotionally, and then the sleep factor is just, um, is just a bonus. What about journaling? Do you do you have any any thoughts on to help people to release the burden? You're talking about the burden rocks and the burden crystals. What about journaling to release burdens? Definitely, and not everyone's a fan. But if if writing resonates with you, absolutely do that. For some people, it's journaling right before bed. I would call it like the brain dump. Just writing phrases, uh, fragments, <laughs> feelings, thoughts. Just have a dumping ground for those kinds of things, and that can be a great ritual before bed. Some people like to do that in the morning. Um, I also recommend leaving a pen and paper by your bed. That way, if you wake up in the middle of the night and struggle to get back to sleep, you've got that that dumping ground. Because, see, the psyche gets worried. If I don't wake you up with these thoughts, are you going to remember in the morning to do X, right. Y, or Z? So if we quell that by saying, you know what, there's no need to hold on to this. I've written it down. When we get up in the morning, no worries. It's going to be right there for us. You'd be amazed at how the mind can just chill out and and actually fall asleep for you. Now, as a psychotherapist, if you're working with a couple and the couple is struggling and their sleep is struggling because of the fact that they're personally struggling, and there's that old adage, which in my work, Carrie, and you can totally disagree with me, and I'll be very comfortable with this, but in my work, it's that when people say you should never go to bed angry, I go, oh, my God, what planet are you living on? Like... (laughs) Are you, you're asking someone who's totally pissed off to all of a sudden go, oh, you know, we're going to go to bed. Let's just be at peace with each other. I don't see that as even humanely possible in many cases, but I could be wrong. What's your take on that? <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. You know, as humans, we're, we're going to be angry. And I loved, I was listening to earlier in the show talking about codependence. And I think that mm-hmm. that's part of it. You know, my partner's anger is really not my business. If they're struggling mm-hmm. with something, 
you know, if they have a need and they want to communicate that to me, that's great, and then we can do that. But right before bed is not always the time for that. Um, I think more what I like to tell couples is is commit to returning to the issue, whether that be in the morning or scheduling a time. You know, right now, I'm furious. I'm in no kind of place to be present with, with these emotions and with this issue. But I'm going to sleep on it, and let's make some time tomorrow or, or you know, when we get home from work, yes. tomorrow, you know, to, to revisit this. When we can, can come to the table being mindful, present, and available for one another to really hold that space rather than you know, trying to do just before we go to bed, we have to do this. That that doesn't make any sense to me either. Yeah, no. listen, I, I love that, Carrie. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to what Carrie Nola just shared with you. When you're struggling in a relationship, and and you know, oftentimes it's one of the people that go, you know, the experts say we're not supposed to go to bed mad, so let's figure it out right now. And then, of course, your partner's going to dig in the heels and go, hell no. Just because you're telling me I'm supposed to figure this out, <laughs> right? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, I, I'm about just taking ownership for the feelings. I'm angry, and I'm not ready to talk yet. And, and the other yeah. person will have their own feelings and reaction to that, but that's their responsibility to sit with that, and then you guys can come back to the table another time. But uh, I like that. I love that, Carrie. And even set a date. What you said a minute ago, I love. You know, I'll tell you what. We'll talk about this tomorrow at 7 o'clock at night or whatever, you know. Hey, we, we've got about a minute left, Carrie. What about the colors in a room? Are there colors that you believe can really help soothe us and colors that might be too excitable? Ooh, that's a great question. I love color therapy. And again, I'm really about uh, what works for each person. So more yeah. than there being specific colors um, for for everyone, I would say do some tests. What excites you? What revs you up? And what really soothes and calms you down? And if you can take personal accountability for that and know those things about you, then apply that because creating a sacred sleep space is another super important tip. If your room's messy, if you uh, have colors you don't like, if you have things in your room that don't resonate with you, that is going to affect your sleep. And actually on my website, David, I wanted to tell listeners, I created a MP3 download for free. It's on my website, pathtogrowth.com slash sleepgift. And you can head on over there now to have me send you a copy of that. I, I would be happy awesome. to share that with you. Ladies and gentlemen, because look at millions of people struggle with sleep. Carrie Nola, who is we're working with right now, psychotherapist and author, a free download. Go to pathtogrowth.com, path to to growth.com. And and then if they just go to pathtogrowth.com, Carrie, will will there be a way that they could see the sleep thing or do they have to know how to do the backslash stuff? No, absolutely. I've got my books link and uh, if you see the drop-down menu there, you'll see the sleep book, and you can go there, no problem. I've got the trailer all about the book and more information and freebies, so it's all right there. Perfect. 44 holistic tips for a peaceful sleep. You will enjoy the book. You'll learn a lot. You'll get as much, if not more, out of this segment right here. And don't forget, you can come back and listen to what Carrie shared with us for free at talkdavid.com. All of our shows are archived there. Carrie, you were wonderful. I'm so glad we had a chance to chat tonight. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Sweet dreams, everyone. Yes. Awesome. Bye-bye, Carrie. Bye-bye. 1-800-548-8255. Phone lines are now open, gang. Yes, we're opening up. This is your chance. Free coaching on the air. 1-800-548-8255. Are you challenged? Are you blocked? Are you on the fence? Is there something in life not working? Call me. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.
Oh, never meant to be so cold. I know regrets, right? Regrets. We have so many regrets in life sometimes. Today is a day to clear them all out, gang. 1-800-548-8255. David Essel in the box with you right now. And the phone lines are open. This is our free coaching. Once again, we're doing it multiple times today. Thank you for all the calls we got before from Colorado, New England, New Mexico, Oregon. We love everyone. Giving us a ring. And now's your opportunity. If you're on the fence in life, if you're stuck, maybe in a personal relationship, maybe there's a relationship at work, maybe there's a career situation you don't know how to get through, call us. 1-800-548-8255. You could be struggling with a mom, a dad, a child, a lover, a sister, a brother. 1-800-548-8255. Maybe it's your attitude. Maybe you just can't achieve goals, you don't have the drive, it could be procrastination, that you just seem to be procrastinating on losing that weight, or making the money, or letting go of the addiction, whatever the challenge is, whatever you're on the fence about, whatever you're stuck over, call us, because this is a chance every Saturday to do what we do in our office six days a week, one-on-one with people either in person or from Skype all over the world, you get a chance to talk to us right here, right now, live. And you know what's cool is that there's millions of other people, when you make the call in and you get on the line with us, there's millions of other people that will benefit from you saying, okay, that's it, I need an answer to this challenge. So give us a ring, 1-800-548-8255. Join our text club and listen to us live anywhere on your iPhone, smartphone, Android. Just go to talkdavid.com, click on the link for our XM show, and it'll tell you how to get involved with our text club, and the show will come right to your smartphone, Android, iPhone. Isn't that cool? Uh, oh, here's a question for you. This is huge. This just came in. Um, would you stop having sex with your partner because they gain too much weight? Have you ever said, they've ever said to your partner, you know what, you've gained too much weight, I've told you before, if you keep gaining weight, I'm not going to have sex with you anymore. Would you be able to do that? Would you be able to pull that off? Uh, David, my wife just cut me off from having sex with her until I lose 60 pounds. She has been warning me for years. She says the weight keeps coming on and she finds me less attractive and is concerned for my health. Do you consider this fair? I've tried to negotiate less sex or any kind of sex while I lose the weight, but she says no. Uh, she said, I've said it a thousand times before, and I never do lose it. What do you think? Would you, would you tell your partner that you're not going to have sex with them because you've told them before that if they don't lose the weight and if they keep gaining weight, you're not going to have sex? Would you agree with the wife? Is the wife right here? one 800 548 1-800-548-8255. Do you agree with the wife? Is she right? Where she's saying to him, I told you to quit gaining weight. You keep gaining it. You keep telling me you're going to lose the weight. You don't lose it. Now I'm not having sex. What do you think? Would you have the strength to say that to your partner? I'm not going to have sex with you because you've gained too much weight. Is she setting a great boundary? Is she going overboard with her demands? She had warned him, and according to this email, she had warned her husband for years that if you keep gaining weight, I'm going to cut you off. And now she's cut him off. No sex until he loses 60 pounds. Is that fair? Is that right? Is it the way to have a marriage or relationship? Do you agree with her? Or do you believe that the husband should have an opportunity 
to have sex with her while he's losing the weight. one 800 548 Before we, we take your calls on that topic, we've got Mary in Texas. Mary, you're on with David Essel. Hello? Hey, Mary, you're on with David Essel. Uh-huh. Hello. <laughs> hey, what, what's on your mind? <laughs> yes, well, what's I'm, on your mind? I am so stressed. You know, I'm, I'm not knowing how to cope with things right now. Um, in the past year, I have lost my brother, my son, and my father, all within a year. Oh, my um, gosh. And, it, 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 you know, I drive truck. I have a younger son at home who is sickly. You know, I'm a single parent trying to hold everything together. And I can't grieve because everybody seems to get really angry when I cry or when I get upset. So you hold it all in. And now it's like I have this rage, this anger. Yeah, don't, don't worry, I'm not going to do the road rage thing out of here. But, it, you know, I, there's times when it, you know, I don't even know who I am anymore. Right. And I'm tired. Mary, who is telling you not to grieve? Well, it's not really telling me not to grieve. It's just when I do grieve, it stresses everybody else out. So you have to just kind of hold it in, Hmm. model it up, and just go on about your business. I think I have the right to grieve. Absolutely. Listen, Mary, anyone that would lose one family member in the last year would have the right to grieve, correct? Yes. Okay, and you've lost a brother, a son, and a father. I think you have more than a right to grieve, honey. Now, let me ask you this. Have you reached out to someone who's not a family member or a friend in order to help you grieve? It could be a minister. It could be a a coach, a therapist, a counselor. It could be a grief support group. Have you reached out to someone that you do not know, a professional? No, not really, because I've been focusing more on my, my youngest son, you know, and trying to maintain some sort of normalcy for him. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it, it, I don't know, it, it just seems like everything's coming to a head here lately. Um, it's destroyed a relationship that I've been in for the past seven years. That's done, it's over, it's gone, because he couldn't help with, you know, my mood swings. Yeah, you know, I get emotional. Sure. And then it got to the point where when I did get emotional, it would make him angry, and then he, you know, I just shut it all up and, you know, just kept my mouth shut and then, yeah. you know, tried to pillow a lot, you know. It's just, I just, I don't know where to go, what to do, what to, you know. I, I, I know Mary? there's grieving, and there has to be some sort of closure. I just don't know how to do it. Yeah, Mary, none of us know how to do it. We don't come into this world equipped with knowing how to grieve. And so this is what I'm going to ask you to do. You're going to have to reach outside of yourself. 
there are very few people that figure this out on their own, which is why there's grief support groups, which is why there's ministers, which is why there's counselors and coaches and all of us in this profession that do this work, because we're not skilled to do it on our own. But you're going to have to reach outside of yourself in order to do it, okay? You can't do it alone, and the odds of doing it with friends or family members is not going to work. So you've got to look at what are your resources. You know, Who do you know? Do you know someone that knows a minister, a pastor? Um, Google online grief support groups. You can find grief support groups online that you can become a part of. But, but you really have to make the commitment to do this work for yourself now. And you'll be able to do it, including taking care of your son and taking care of your career and everything else. But you have to carve the time for you, Mary. Okay? All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. And call us back and let us know how you're doing. I want you to stay in touch with us. All righty. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Mary. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. One of the greatest errors we make, and it's not an error we make on purpose, it's because we don't know, ladies and gentlemen, that when we go into a period of grieving, that we're not able to pull that off on our own. And what Mary said is dead on. When we submerge it, it comes out as anger and rage. It can come out as addiction to food and nicotine and alcohol and prescription drugs. It can come out in all kinds of ways. So for Mary and anyone else who's suffering with grief right now, ask for help. If you're stuck, email us at talkdavid.com. We'll do all we can to help you. I'm David Essel, 1-800-548-8255. Stay there. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel in the box with you right now. Thank you so much for hanging out and tuning in. Phone lines are open. Call us. We just talked a moment ago with Mary from Texas about the grieving process and how important it is to reach out and to work with professionals during this time. I mean, she lost three family members in the last year. That's got to be incredible. If you're struggling with something, if you have a question with something in life, free coaching sessions right now on the show for you. Absolutely free. 1-800-CALL US. 1-800-548-8255. Something about your body, maybe something about your attitude, something about relationships at work or relationships at home that you're looking for an answer. Helping to become more successful in life, stronger, more powerful, maybe a deeper faith. 1-800-548-8255. This just in, a guy called in earlier regarding his addiction to cigarettes. I struggle with alcohol. What does a bottom in addiction to alcohol look like? My boyfriend says I need to hit bottom, uh, but he never elaborates. He says the next time I drink too much, he will leave me, and maybe I'll find out what a bottom is then. Well, he's just defined it to you, possibly. Um, you know, a bottom is when we choose to change. 
That's what a bottom is. Uh, you know, the pain gets too great. We decide that that smoking is just really ripping us apart. Uh, drinking, the, the overeating is ripping, the overspending is ripping us apart. The pain gets too great. Um, to go on drinking in regards to alcohol, and we know we must change. I, you know, it's really important to realize this, is that a bottom is a choice. And a lot of people argue with me on this point, but I know it's true. I've been working in the world of addiction recovery for 20 years, and bottoms are choices. So someone can have a hangover at 15 and decide that that's it. I'm never going through that again. Or someone can get four DUIs and then decide that's it. So their bottom is the time when they decide to change, to stop the addiction. And it can be as quick as 16, 15, 12 years old when they had their first hangover. And in your case, or it could be the boyfriend leaving. Maybe if he leaves you and, and walks out, maybe that'll be the bottom where the pain will be so great being alone. You go, I need to get help. Think about it. Great question. one 800 548 from Texas to Indiana. Larry, you're on with David Essel. Hey, David, how you doing this evening? Thank you for taking my hey, call. You're welcome, Larry. What's on your mind? Hey, David, man, I, I have a problem here, man. I've been feeling bad for the for the past week, you know, only because uh, uh, right now I'm, you know, I was, I'm sharing the apartment uh, with my, my uncle, you know, one of my closest u- uncle, you know, uh, uh, and we consider each other our brothers because uh, our ages are not far apart. You know, my mom did everything for him. But here's the thing here, but he uh, just uh, this last uh, tax period, I found out that uh, over the past year, even calling my mom and telling my mom that uh, I was making a whole lot of money and I was uh, uh, lavishing my money, and he didn't know what he was, you know, what I was doing with my money. So anyway, but a year, the whole year, my mom being giving me hell, uh, being, you know, talking to me and, you know, just saying awful things to me without telling me what the real issue was. Come to find out when I did my tax, I was doing it and, you know, I didn't show it to him, but he happened to be there and I shared it with him and he found out that uh, I wasn't making as much money as he thought I was and he felt bad and then he went ahead and called her and told her that, you know, it wasn't true information. And and okay. I got to find out that, but he, he not only him, he been telling my brother and he been telling some other people, so... Uh, and it really hurt me. I don't know how to re- to react to that. So I was calling you, you know, to get your your yeah. advice. And you know, I don't know how to handle it. I've been so now I don't Larry. trust my mom, and and I don't trust him either because I was telling her I wasn't making a lot of money, but she believed, you know, his word or my word, and yeah. all that is really making me feel hurt. Yeah, Larry, what have you said to your uncle? What 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 have you told him about how you feel about what he said to your family members? Well, I haven't told him anything yet. I haven't told him anything, you know. Uh, well, because I, the, the, the first time, you know, because I, I just owed the peer, you know, I understand why he reacted when he saw my tax. So when he saw my tax, he was like shocked. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you made that little money. So he like, oh, uh-huh. I didn't know you made that little money. Wow. Me and you all, wow. And then he left. So later on, then okay. I, I, I got a call from my mom, you know, like apologizing for, you know, like, what are you apologizing for? And she didn't really, she went around, you know, the right. story. So I okay, Larry, to to Larry, you know, yeah. Larry, this is what I would do if I were you. I would yeah. talk to your, I would talk to your uncle one-on-one. I'd pull him aside. Right. And I would tell him exactly what you feel about him going behind your back and calling your mom and calling your brothers and telling them the stuff that is untrue. 
And I would also tell him if I was in your situation, in the same situation, I'd say, you know what? I, I, I have, I thought I had an open and honest relationship with you. I find out that it's not true. And if you want to continue for us to be friends, you're going to have to level with me and never do this again. Right. Okay. If he says he's sorry, and he apologizes for spreading those rumors, then I would move forward, I would forgive him, Larry, and I'd move forward. Uh, how about my mom? Well, with your mom, you're going to have to call her, too, and you're going to have to talk to her about the truth of how much money you made and ask her if she wants to talk about that. Right. You, you know? And, and see, here's the thing, Larry. Now is a chance to be honest with everyone. And not that you have been dishonest. You've been doing the right thing. But your uncle's got you into a little hot water. I would call the people that need to know. If your mom needs to know how much money you make, tell her. If she doesn't need to know, don't tell her. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's your I think, choice. Yeah, I think she, she needs them because, you know, she's, she's taking care of my little daughter and stuff. So, uh, okay. The, well, then, in, okay. It, yeah, if in that case, absolutely tell your mom the exact penny that you made. Send her a copy of your tax return, for God's sake, if you have to, to prove the amount of money you make. But then I would I would, I would, would address your uncle and say, listen, you know what? We had a relationship I thought was honest. I thought it was up front. I'm finding out that you're lying. You're going behind my back and lying. I'm going to ask you to stop it. If it happens again, we're going to have to look at this living arrangement. We may not be able to live together. I would just be upfront, open, and honest with him, Larry. I want to wish you the best. Call us back. Let us know how you All do right. with this situation. You're welcome, Thank you my so man. Much, Larry. Appreciate it. All right, Larry, you bet, bro. 1-800-548-8255. one 548 Oh, my. We're getting so much. Thank you so much for all of your responses, all of your emails. This is, like, just blowing my mind. Um, uh, here's one. My organization for my business, I'm self-employed, has suffered for years. Can you share one tip? To get me organized again, I will tell you what. Here's here. I'm going to give you two tips. Number one, when we work with people in business for themselves, the fi- we find for most of the part is that unless you have someone working with you who's highly organized, the owner of the business is usually the go getter, the fundraiser. We call them the salesperson, and so organization may not be your strong trait, which is fine. You still have to do it though. Number one, Sunday nights. Plan out the entire week in writing. And I mean the entire week in writing. What you need to do, the most important tasks you need to do, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Plan it out on a Sunday night. Number two, every night before the next day, look at the tasks that you need to do that you do not want to do and schedule them in writing or on your computer first thing in the morning. These two tips right here will move your business to the next level. So on Sundays, schedule out the whole next seven days of what needs to be done every day. Then the night before every day, look at the tasks that you have scheduled. If it's Sunday night, you look at Monday. And you go, here are the tasks I need to do. I do not want to do. Put them first thing in the morning. Get them done first thing, and your business will rock. I am not kidding you. It it, it is probably one of the most powerful tips that someone gave me years ago. And I know it'll work for you. 1-800-548-8255. 
another business question. What's the best motivational book on business success you've ever read? Without a doubt, and I've mentioned this book and in many places I can, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. The best motivational business book I've ever read. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you've never read it, get it. If you've read it but it's been years, get it out and read it again. And do you know why? Because it's all about action steps. Throughout that whole book, Napoleon Hill proves what every successful person in life knows, that to become more successful in your business, with your money, with anything, it's about the action you take on a daily basis, and this is where it gets great. It's about the action you take when you don't want to do those steps that really separates those who become mega successful from those who are averagely successful. Hey, contact me during the week at talkdavid.com. Email me, call me, do whatever you want, talkdavid.com. Join us on Facebook, David SO Live. Like that page because we post seven days a week. Tips to help you move to the next level. I'll see you next Saturday. I'm David Essel.